Praise the Word. All right, we've been learning about the, looking at some of the uh, happenings at the, at the cross, the seven saints, Jesus' last words as he's on the cross, okay? And I want to emphasize why it's so important to think about his death. Remember, some of you guys know this, some of you are going to be learning as we go through the catechism, but what did Christ undertake uh, uh, in the covenant of grace? In other words, what did Jesus come to this world to do? <laughs> to die, very good. The, the long answer, go ahead, Aiden. Very good, he said. But Christ undertook to, to, to keep the whole law for his people and to suffer the punishment for their sins. And so one of the main things Jesus came to do is he came to die. Okay? Because that's what our sins deserve. Our sins are that bad. We don't think that, but they are. And so on the cross, guys, he's bearing the punishment for sin so that we can be forgiven and have life. And so that's why we call the day he died Good Friday, even though it was the greatest injustice uh, of all time. And that's why it's the central event in all history. Okay? Change the world. Okay? And so that's why we've been focusing on it. Okay? As he's on the cross, guys, he's, he's, he's speaking and saying these seven sayings. And I've, I've tried to emphasize, guys, John 12 says what? This is Jesus talking. He says, when I, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. You guys remember I used the analogy. I want to do it again. Okay? But... But, you know, our sin is more than just having a couple screws loose. Our sins, guys, is, is, is treachery before God, rebellion before God. And, and one of the things God uses, okay, because, guys, his mind doesn't need to change for us to be saved. Our minds do. And he uses, it's like a magnet. And the cross, guys, when you consider the cross, when you consider uh, Jesus and what he accomplished, uh, what he did on the cross, guys, that draws sinners to himself, okay? That's part of the goodness of God. We see the love of God demonstrated. Now, we're going to look at the last, the, this would be the third saying. It's technically two sayings, but they go together, so you'll see. But it says this in John 19. It says, standing by the cross of Jesus. So remember, he's on the cross, okay? He's dying, okay? He has to lift up to breathe every once in a while. He's got nails in both his hands and his feet. He's had a, he may still have a crown of thorns. He's been scourged. He's up there. He's being mocked by the passerbys. Passerbyers. He's being mocked by the religious leaders. He's being mocked by not both of these anymore, right? Because one came to trust him. Okay? Yeah. But he's still probably being mocked by the other. But here's some good things, guys. By the cross of Jesus were his mother. Okay? You guys remember her name? Mary. And his mother's sister. That's Salome, most people think. That would be the Apostle John's mom. Okay, if it's her. And it says Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. And so here are these four women standing at the cross. Okay? And then it says, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby. Now, who's the disciple whom Jesus loved? You guys know? Mary. No? Good guess, though. The disciple whom... You, you guys know who wrote the book of John? Not hearing it yet. The book, what? John. John wrote the, the book of John, okay? And here's the thing, guys. This is what I want you to understand. This is before social media, when everybody tried to get attention to themselves. There's a whole other children's book, okay? John, is the, this is how he used to describe himself. He didn't want to draw attention to himself. Okay? This is on Instagram, guys. This is God's word. Okay? And he says right here, he says, so it's talking about John. 
the apostle, the disciple, okay, who, who's writing this. It says, when Jesus saw, so he's on the cross and he saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. And then he said to his disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. So we can see there those two statements, but we're taking them as one because they're obviously related. And so what I want us to realize is we can learn three things quickly, okay? Uh, we must focus mostly on the third one. The first one, I can't uh, 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 get away from it, is, is we see what? Jesus says to his mother, woman, behold your son, okay? Jesus on the cross in his dying moments is what? He, he's, you guys know the fifth commandment? What's the fifth commandment? Honor your father and your mother. You guys know that doesn't end when you get to be an adult. Okay, now, at you guys' age, honoring your mother and father means to have honor, respect for them, but mostly it's about obeying, isn't it? Okay? Well, even as adults, okay, uh, uh, you still have to honor and respect your, your father and mother. Okay? But a, a bigger part, not so much of obeying them, but a bigger part is you need to provide for them. Okay? Uh, if they're in hard times. Okay? And uh, in that culture, Mary was probably a widow. Okay? And in that culture... If you were a woman, you couldn't just get a job. Like, we can't fathom this, but you couldn't. Okay? You had to have a man take care of you, whether it was your dad, your husband, or a son. And so Jesus was the firstborn son. And so Joseph was probably dead. And so he's seeking to provide. He's seeking to honor. Now, just so you know, it says, woman, behold your son. Every once in a while at my house, I'll say, woman, <laughs> talking to my wife. That sounds respectful. You guys go home. Instead of saying, Mom, what are we eating for lunch? If you say, Woman, what are we eating for lunch? <laughs> Just telling you guys, I'm not telling you to do that. Because that doesn't sound respectful, does it? But you, it's not, so don't do that. But in that culture, guys, understand, that would be like saying ma'am. And I think it is significant that Jesus doesn't call him mother. I think he's preventing some places that much of the church, unfortunately, did go to. But that's beyond what else where we're going to look at. The point is this. It was a respectful term. And he's seeking to provide for her. So that's the first thing, guys, is honor your mother. Here's Jesus, guys. Think about this. He's dying on the cross, and yet he's obeying, he's fulfilling his duty to God, and he's thinking of others. Isn't that amazing? Guys, is it hard to obey God and think of others when we're just playing? When we're just living life? Guys, it's hard to obey God, and yet here's Jesus. He's our perfect example, Okay? And he's, he died as an atonement, but guys, he is our perfect example of obeying God and loving others, even as he died. The second thing we see is what? It says, behold your mother. That's what he said to the Apostle John. Now, in other Gospels, it says that when Jesus was arrested, all the disciples fled. And so, what, what we can deduce then, okay, what we can kind of, in, in thinking this through, is realize that most likely then, for, for Jesus to be on the cross and he's looking down and seeing him, John must have came back, huh? That's great. We have an eyewitness of the cross in, in the Gospel of John. But the point that I want to emphasize is this. John then, after all the disciples had said, we'll never leave you, when they were arrested, John abandoned his friend, his teacher, his leader. He abandoned him and forsook him. Right? Now John comes back and he sees Jesus on a cross inches from death. Do you think John felt like a good disciple? You think he felt like a failure? Yeah. But now, guys, here's the point, guys. Is what? Jesus entrusts his mother to John. Okay? The point is this, guys. God uses people who fail. 
And that's a good thing, because if he didn't use people who failed, guess what? He'd have to do everything himself. Right. Which you could do. Don't misunderstand me, okay? You could do easily. But guys, he uses people who fail. That's not an excuse to be a mean person and sin. But the point is, guys, is, is we ought to recognize that, that, guys, God wants us to serve him. And guess what? If you've not failed him yet, you will. We do. But guys, God uses people. We just need to come to him. And so here's John. And John is entrusted with his mom. Is that a big thing? Big thing. Now, the last one and the one I want to focus on is this. He says, woman, behold your son. Okay, to his physical mother. He says, son, or he says, behold your mother. To John, he doesn't say son. Okay? And so he's he's reprioritizing okay, relationships here. Okay, this is what I want us to see. He's reprioritizing. In other words, what's the most important thing? What's the most important relationship? And I want to illustrate this. The book of Mark tells us this. This is uh, when Jesus went to Nazareth and he's, he's ministering to people that they were offended by him. They didn't like him. And said, this is what they said. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary? And now listen, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon. Okay? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense to them. Here's the point. Jesus had at least four brothers. See him? Name dog right there? What are their names? James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. Okay? Here's the point. Did, could Jesus not let his other brothers take care of him? Could take care of Mary? You understand that? Why did he have John do it? Why didn't he just let his brothers take care of him? Okay? I submit to you the idea, the reason is John 7 verse 5 says, it says, for not even his brothers, that's Jesus' brothers, believed in him. In other words, they didn't believe in him. And he didn't entrust his mom, who was a believer. And so he entrusted his mom to what? To his disciple, who was a believer. Okay? And so what I'm trying to emphasize, guys, is, he, is he's showing, he's reprioritizing what's the most important thing in life. It's not blood relationships. It, it's not what your family is here on earth. Is that important? Yeah, he honored his mom. That's important. But guys, it's not the most important thing. The most important thing is to be in the household of God. And that's much more significant. And Jesus constantly said this. This is what he says in Matthew. He says, while he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brother stood outside asking to speak to him. So I want you to imagine. Imagine this church just packed full of people. Jesus is talking. And so his mother and brothers come, and they think, well, we're family. We can't get in, so well, we'll just tell them, make word, and surely Jesus will make room for it. Why? Because we're, we're more important, right? I'm his mom, Right? We're his brothers, okay? And so they do that. And it, and it says, but Jesus replied to the man who told him, who, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Now, isn't the answer, well, Mary's your mother and your brothers are James and Joseph and Judas and Simon, right? That would be the answer. That's not the answer he's looking for. Because he answers and says this, stretching out his hand toward his disciples, all the people, he says, here are my mother and brothers for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And what it means, guys, is it's more important to obey Jesus, okay, than who our family is. That, that our, that it's important to obey the Lord. It is. is our family important? Yes. It is. We ought to honor. But guys, what's more important than the family we belong to and our obligations to them, which we have, is, guys, to be obedient to the Lord. That's what that's what the Bible is teaching, that our 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 family, our spiritual family, is more significant. It also teaches that, the way I always say it, is God doesn't have any grandchildren. Right? What's that mean? Nobody gets to heaven because of their mom and dad. 
You've got to do business with God. Okay? God works with each individual, and, and that's an important thing, too. So the point I want you to see, guys, is blood relationship is less significant than membership in God's family. That's the most important thing. I want to illustrate this in a couple ways, okay? That's about, I think, that was at Callie's wedding. So I'm guessing 10, 11 years ago, I could be off on a few years there, but so if you don't, if you can't recognize, that is me. Right. Um, yep, and those are my sisters. That's Sarah, Kelly, and Don. Okay, I grew up with three sisters. So how many brothers do I have? None. None. No brothers. I grew up with zero brothers. Only now my my twin sisters. They're ten years younger than me. So um, um, I grew up with them kind of in a different way than I did Sarah. But the point is, guys. The point is this: I grew up with three sisters. But and that's my physical family. That's my blood family. But guess what, guys? Okay, if we understand what Jesus is saying, reprioritizing, are my sisters still important? Yeah, yeah, okay. But here's the thing. Do I have brothers? No. Do I have brothers? Huh? No. I got brothers, guys. Brother Brandon, okay, he's my brother. Bobby, he's my brother. Sean, he's my brother. Jeremy, okay. Robert, I could go right through. James, okay. I could go right through. I've got brothers, guys. See, the family of God, that's brothers and sisters. And many people say, many people grow up without believing parents. You guys have parents who believe. They want you to know the gospel, believe the gospel. Many don't, guys. And the church, the family of God, is a, is a place where we, we get spiritual brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers. And so I want you guys to understand, that's what he's teaching. Let me give you one more example. Josh, you stand up here. <laughs> I'm not going to crucify him again, don't worry. That's been done. Josh, he made a profession of trust in Jesus last year. Isn't that good news? Okay, and he's actually met with Josh on, on, on doing baptism, but it's really cold out, so we're waiting on that, okay? But, and he's going he's gonna to publicly confess his faith. But here's the point I want us to make. I'm not going to steal from that. Here's the point I want you to make, okay? Josh, he is my son by blood, right? Okay? One of the things, when, when, we, when we do the baptism, Lord willing, I'll be right there, I'll be one of them. And when I baptize you, you'll hear me say, I baptize you, am I going to say my son? I say, I baptize you, my brother, yeah. in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what you're going to hear me say, Lord willing. Okay? And so my point is this, guys, is Josh, he's still my son. Yeah. But he's my brother. And that's the more important relationship. Now, is he still, am I still his dad? Yes. Okay. But he's my brother. I'm his brother. Okay. We're brothers in the Lord. And that's the more and more relation. Isn't that amazing, guys? Okay. And it transforms and changes. Go ahead and see. So I want you to realize, guys, that being part of the family of God is the most significant thing about it. So let's pray and thank God that in those last words, Jesus was showing us how important it is to belong to the family of God. Guys, I'm convinced. I'm convinced Jesus' brothers got it. You know why? Two of his brothers wrote books of the Bible. Okay? Half-brothers, you'd say. Okay? James and Jude. And look how both of them, neither of them said, I'm James, Jesus' brother. Isn't that how you'd leave? Like, I'm his brother. What does he say? James, a servant, literally, a slave of God. Yeah. How many of you guys would like to say, I'm a slave of my brother? You like that, Dave? Huh? You guys think, now guys, your brother is not the son of God. Don't misunderstand me, okay? But the point is, guys, is 
They recognized the most important thing about them, and Jude, the most important thing about them was not that they were Jesus' brother. The most important thing about them was what? That they were followers of Jesus. Right. Guys, let's ask God to give us grace to be followers of him. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that Jesus came to save sinners, to bring us into the family of God. Lord, we thank you for that. Help us to see you as the wonderful Savior that you are as you died on the cross thinking of others, dying for our sins, again, so we can uh, uh, be with you forever. Help us to love and to trust you, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.